Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. 
All right, y'all, we are back. This is your boy, Roddy Perry. It's time to get it in today. We're talking about entrepreneurship. I started the thing over, my bad. We, we are talking about entrepreneurship today. We're talking about getting your business together. And we're talking about overcoming incredible odds. You know, a lot of times when we're on our respective journeys, you know, the odds seem insurmountable when you're in it. But I, I venture to say this, when you look back on the odds that you thought were, were incredible or, or insurmountable, you'll find that, that that's something that's more than you could accomplish or more than you can do. So continue to believe in yourself. Continue to take it to the next level. Um, I, I think, hold on, let me, let me check right here, Sue, let's call it. Caller, you on with Rodney Perry. Who is this? Hello. Nine four four. Somebody called from Atlanta. Okay, let me refresh the browser. We have some technical difficulties. Can't get my assistant in here. Let me shout out my radio family. The people in the chat room appreciate y'all. Ja Prince, I see you. This is It Radio. Thank you for uh, popping in as well. And uh, I'm gonna assume that that the people that are uh, on hold. We're having some difficulty getting them in, but we're going to get them in, no problem. Y'all hang on. We're going to take this. We're going to get everybody in. If you're a guest, if you're, like, on the uh, chat and you're a guest, be a friend, man. Be a friend of the show. Log in. It don't cost anything, and that will allow you to uh, listen up and let us know what's going on. Let me see. I think this is my first guest. Hey, you on live, Roddy Perry Live. Who is this? This is April Mason, Roddy Perry. Oh, my goodness. Let me give you the proper introduction. Ladies and gentlemen. Coming to the Rodney Perry Live Airways is is absolutely one of the most dynamic human beings I've had the pleasure of meeting. Um, she is indeed broken but not bound. She is uh, a one of uh, an author, a, a a motivational speaker. She is a coach on so many levels. Like you are really one of those people that epitomizes that new catchphrase, life coach. Without any further ado, let's welcome from Twitter at April Mason, from Facebook Miss April Mason, from YouTube April <laughs> Mason TV, and our website AprilMason.com. Show some love for my homegirl Miss April Mason. What's up, April? Hey, Rodney, what an introduction. I'm gonna need to take you on the road, me. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know how I go. I know you will. <laughs> now, now let's talk about that on the road. You, your your brand is constantly building. Um, talk to me about your business now, and and what's next for you. Well, you know what, Ronnie? It's it's the thing with me is I'm one of those people got gifted to that in a lot of different areas, and but my three main areas is entrepreneurship, dealing with overcoming molestation, and um, dealing with singles. Well, if you think about it, they all connect. Because I'm like, God, why you got me out here doing all these different things? But every time I go do a business workshop, I end up talking about getting over uh, the fear of rejection of what may have happened in your past. When I go talk about um, broken but not bound, dealing with the molestation stuff, majority of the women in the room are single because they've been molested. When I go and talk about um, single no more, I'm talking about how to build, how to um, make yourself an asset, not a liability. That goes back to the business side. So they kind of all intertwine. So um, right now, we, over the last year, I've really been heavy with the single no more, doing a lot of traveling, 
um, nationally and internationally um, with single no more positioning yourself to be found. And it's dealing with, um, you know, being able to have a, a relationship. You know, we just have so many people that don't have relationships, but it's not just about um, finding a man. What makes us different is we don't just give you, okay, go here, you're going to find a man there, you're going to do this. No, we give you the whole 360 of being a woman and positioning yourself to be a Proverbs 30-year-old woman. The Proverbs 30-year-old woman, she was an asset. She had her own business. She, she cooked. She, she took care of her kids. Her husband called her blessed. So we come from that aspect of being the all-around um, woman that positions herself, not just to say, I want to look pretty so I can go find me a man at the club or wherever, you know, you think you're going to go to find one. That's later on. But we got to deal with you first. And majority of the women that we deal with in single no more, by, by the time it's all over, everybody boozing, we crying, over 70% of the room, we get in there talking about being single, but over 70% of the room of the women in there have been molested. So that gives us our opening to deal with broken but not down. Wow. So it's man. interesting. It, it, it's super interesting, and it, it makes sense that, you know, it, to, to hear that part of your story, which I definitely want to get into, um, you, you, you've had an opportunity to go through uh, that molestation, to speak to it firsthand. You've had an opportunity to deal with the, the challenges that we deal with in life. But I think listening to your story is empowering because you haven't let any of that beat you like how did you overcome you know what for me i have to be honest and say it's a, it was that spiritual connection combined with determination um i was dealt with molestation from the age of five with my two female neighbors then it went on to cousins and it went on to father and stepfather i would call myself running from a stepfather trying to get to know my real father and at the age of 16 i met my father and it happened worse with him. So um, I had, yeah, I got it all the way, got all the way around. It was like, okay, come on now, why me? Well, I went on to um, have three kids by the time I was 23. Uh, my my children and I, we um, we lived in a shelter uh, for several months. I was homeless, you know, in the car, didn't have anything, but. I still felt like there was something that I was designed to do. And after leaving an abusive relationship, when my ex ran my face into a wall where you couldn't recognize it, I snuck out of the city. I was living in Ohio at the time, and I snuck out of the city on the train. And I was 23. I had a a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a little baby that wasn't even one yet. And I remember the people looking at me with disgust, like, you know, she looked so young and, and all of the you know all of this stuff you could just read what people are thinking by the look on their faces, and from there um, I saw a, a, something on a television. It was the silhouette. I, I don't remember if it was a silhouette. I don't know. All I know was a woman. Can't tell you what the race of the woman was, but her hair was together. She had on some bad heels. Her makeup was tight, and she had on a bad business suit and a briefcase. And I said, that's the woman that I wanted to be. And so people ask me who my role model was. I don't really have one like that, per se. I had a role image, and it was the image of this woman. So I self-taught. You know, I started learning things, taking, you know, reading a lot of books because I had dropped out of school, and, and it was just so much for one woman to deal with. But um, I started my first business as uh, a gift basket business. And I, uh, long story short, 
started that with fifty dollars from a welfare check at the shelter. So okay, no, excuses don't fly with me. Okay. I had a little welfare check, and I said, you know what, I gotta do something. Okay, okay, and stop right that's there. That's where it started. Like, why gift baskets? Where did the idea come from? It was a dream. I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I remember um, visiting. Um, I went to go visit my mom, and I was like, God. Um, I got to be, no, I take that back. The, the, the Give Back the Business idea came after I left the shelter and I was working this little teeny any little job in San Francisco. And I said, well, God, I got to do something. I, my kids were young. It would take me two hours, an hour and a half to get home, go to work, two hours to get home. So I wasn't spending any time with my kids. I went back to work after four weeks after having my youngest son. So I remember having a dream about a Give Back the Business around December 2001. Well, after I had the dream, I'm like, please, ain't nobody doing no give back. I am a straight diva. My nails are done. My hair is tight, and I am not going to get any uh, plastic and goop and all of that stuff on me. Well, I waited 90 days, and I did my kids' Easter baskets like I normally do, and all of the neighbors, they came by and were like, oh, my God, these are so hot. So they bought Easter baskets, got another job. I didn't take the gift basket business seriously until I got another job. This was my last job I've ever had. Mm-hmm. was in 2003, and I used to work for a uh, – I was a commercial credit manager for a wine company in Sonoma in Napa Valley. Okay. And I brought four baskets to work, and one of my coworkers, she saw them, and she ordered two. I didn't know what to charge her, so she, um, I said, well, shoot, I'll charge her $90. She wrote me a check for 125 She came back, and said, those baskets were just beautiful. I need two more. Um, I, she wrote me a check. I said, well, shoot, she, charged, she paid $125. I'm like, well, going to charge you $125. I did that, but she gave me a check for $150. And wow. she said, April, your work is too beautiful for you to undersell yourself. So that was the day when my gift basket business from home was born in 2002. And from there I moved to Atlanta in 2003. Uh, end of 2003, December of 2004, I moved from my, um, my business from my house into a storefront in um, the metro Atlanta area, and that's how my business started, um, you know, got going, and I just had to take a chance, and from there, I started writing books on how to start a give back your business, because I think a lot of people don't get that you can actually use your brain, mm-hmm. um, people, you know, to do some things, because people will pay you for what you know. I make 85% of my income come from Facebook teaching single no more. All of my speaking engagements come from Facebook and the little Twitter video, I mean the little Facebook, Twitter and YouTube video that I do. Exactly. I've never had to solicit for any type of engagement. And I, uh, I, my thing to women especially that are struggling, I could have became a stripper. Because, you know, I, I, was, I wasn't too far from it. Well, hold but on. Said, don't, don't, don't talk about my stripper girls now. Now, hold on. No, I'm not, no, I'm not talking about <laughs> What I'm saying is I could have done it. I yeah. could have done it. I was on the verge of doing it. I would have done better at Hooters, though, because I, I ain't all in doubt like the, like the other girls in, in the back area. Yeah, but I would have yeah. done great at Hooters. And honestly, it, I thought about it until one day I um, I wrote about uh, somebody asking how to start a gift basket business. And on the verge of me thinking about going to be a stripper, I was like, you know what? Let me, let me, let me check something out real quick. Right. And I wrote a book on how to do it. I was giving her the information. It wasn't even supposed to be a book, and it turned into an e-book, and that was in 2004. Uh, yeah, 2004, and I've been making money off that same e-book. I just updated it ever since. 
and wow. everything else. So days. hold on, April, hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Roddy Prayer. You're tuning in to Roddy Prayer Live. We're talking to Miss April Mason. She does it all from, from how you put it, from welfare to wonderful. Um, so you figured out in the midst of your business, which was gift baskets, that you could pass on information. So mm-hmm. by virtue of you passing on information, you you in you 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 created another business. So Absolutely. That's kind of awesome to me that it's all kind of spinning that way. I got to bring this lady in on this call before I go another step further uh because I uh, I know that that she is near and dear to my heart and she has encountered probably some of the same obstacles that you encountered. My mama is coming on. Mama, you on live, Rodney Perry Live. How you doing today? Hey, Rodney. Hey, April. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. I was excited about your uh your your journey uh in oh. how you made something out of nothing. And how you were urged even in the midst of trial to keep it moving. Mm-hmm. I think that's sense of all of our journeys that don't stop. Right. Create activity. Do something. We right. need some bath. Right. Well, you know what? Everybody has something. I uh, last year, I, even as I was teaching single no more, um, I still have my business consulting and social media company, and I was teaching. I have a class called Turn Your Pain into Profit. So I was teaching people how to turn what they've gone through into profit. Me dealing with molestation, I would not be the April Mason I am today. Not even sometimes you don't even realize what you're doing. Um, I didn't set out to be uh, no, no known or people giving me notoriety. I, my passion is what drove me. I'm, a, I'm the worst salesperson you'll ever meet. But people, they know my story. They can identify with it. So they feel like now, I'm not Now let me ask you this. Let me not. ask you this. Let me ask you this, April. You, mm-hmm. you. Now when I look at women that are professionals, it's almost like you have to forfeit either family or your business. How is it that you've been able to balance your family and your business as you, you know, are focused the way you are on it? Because I, I have my priorities together. Um, family is first. And then the way my children were raised, my children, they understand entrepreneurship and the hard work that goes um, with it. So for me, I, even though for, when I grew up my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and I learned a lot from her, but I didn't like how my stepfather treated her, so I went the complete opposite and became very aggressive. It wasn't until I got married and then divorced that I had to understand balance. So now I'm I'm in a committed relationship now. I don't know if you know. I ain't called and tell you <laughs> all the news. Uh-oh. Somebody get the little nookie-nookie, huh? Oh, well, you might no, not. No, ain't nobody getting no nookie. You're no, good, anybody you're good, you got to put a ring girl. on it to get the nookie. <laughs> you got to put a ring on it to get the nookie. Okay. However, what I've learned is the balance in all of that, being able um, to really be what a Proverbs 31 woman is. If you really read the, the text, she was a balanced woman. Mama, There's look no up. Way. Pull up Proverbs 31, Mama. You, you, I know you know the Bible. Yeah, pull, wow, pull up that Proverbs. That virtuous. That virtuous woman, you think about it, gets, the, her, she her husband called her blessed. And then what I'm hearing April is is astounding for my spirit. Out of test, out of the test comes your testimony. 
And when you realize that I went through this, this, and that, and it wasn't fun at the time, you could call it all joy then. But you can now because out of all those lemons, you made some lemonade, baby sugar. Hey, from lemon to lemonade, mama. Hang on the line. That's it. Hang on the line. This is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. I'm talking to Miss April Mason. If you want to hook up with April, hit her Twitter. She's at April Mason. Her website is AprilMason.com. The Facebook is Miss April Mason. And the, the YouTube page, which you, you make it your business to go on April Mason TV because I love how interactive your business is and how you keep putting out great words to the people. Like, how important is social media and network marketing to what you're doing? Um, social media is a hundred percent of what I do. I um, my businesses thrive via internet and word of mouth. I don't take out ads. I, we did a billboard one time um, for an event that we were doing in Atlanta. That social media um, is so powerful if you learn to really use it, and that's what we're April Mason Inc. Does. That's our business division and what we do is really show people that. I'm pretty much showing you to do what I did. I didn't have any money for marketing. I didn't know anything about marketing. All I knew was to be genuine and tell the folks the truth, and that's that's what made people believe in the whole April Basin brand is because I've always kept it 100, and I shared my struggle. Now people want authentication. They want you to be authentic. You know, they don't want to feel like they're being sold. Um, and recently, um, you know, I thought it was going to be a little, you know, detrimental for me, but I went on Twitter, I mean, and Facebook last uh, October when my 18-year-old told me she was pregnant, and I exposed it. And because sometimes as leaders, especially those in the body of Christ, um, we don't talk about the struggles and the trials that we go through. Now, now wait a minute. Hey, did, you, did you have this conversation with your baby? Because it's one thing to sell your business, but to tell oh, her yeah, business. No, no, no. She knew. She she knew. And the thing, her actually, to be honest with you, she was like, she was concerned about my reputation. She says, "Mom, you go out and you teach all of these people broken but not bound, and they can do this and do that, and then you know your daughter pregnant." And she had no problem with it. She said, "Well," and we we discussed it because when she she comes and works with me at my events and all of those things, and she's like, "Well, I don't mind. It's not you know I made the decision and it is what it is." So. Right. When I when I and and, and, and might I add, let me let me add this before you say one more word. I've met your daughter. She's a dynamic young lady. She she's a a, a a great student, you know. And and I won't even call this a mistake because you know I think you've you've proven through your journey that there are no mistakes, Grandma. Yeah, that's my little baby. That's my <laughs> that's my little baby. You know. So it it. Now, it's are you Grandma things. or are you Nana or some other little face? No, name? I'm I, I'm Grandma. I don't mind being called Grandma. Okay. Because as long as I stay fly, I don't mind being called grandma. <laughs> I, I am not mad at that. Hey, y'all, we're we talking to Miss April Mason. Now, April, um, you, your your big focus, as I see it, is 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 your work with, you know, the, the victims of molestation. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people, I mean, g- give me some of the statistics that, that revolve around, you know, people that have been, you know, uh, affected by, by molestation. Well, one in four girls and one in six boys um, have been molested by the time they're 18. Um, I deal with a lot of I do a lot of counseling, and I would say about 95% of the people that come through um, my counselor ask for my counseling. They've all been um, 
molested, and majority of them are single women not being able to have successful relationships because they never dealt with it. I deal with a lot of young teens that I had one young lady tell me uh, she cut all her hair off and she said I won't be gay. she said I won't be gay for long. And I said, okay. I said, well, what, what happened? And she says, well, my mother's boyfriend used to come in and molest me, so I started to look like a dude so he wouldn't, you know, molest me. But what she did was, in, in that regard, she opened herself up to um, those, that particular spirit. So now in her quest to try to save herself, she's actually got involved in some things that she really is not really wanting to be involved with. So she was struggling trying to get out because she felt like this wasn't who she was. Is that everybody's case? No, it's not. However, it does play a huge part um, on our teens, especially a lot, of, a lot of my women that come to me, they're overweight. Why? Because they gain weight eating a lot so their um, violator would not want to touch them or be disgusted with them. Now that they're older, they can't share the weight, so now they still um, have that, that uh stuff on them. They still have that residue of what happened to them on them in their adult years because they they're they having a hard time losing the weight. So there's so many different scenarios and, and, right. and things that happen, especially with the, the women. If you look in our community, um, a lot of the singleness dealing with our single African-American women, a lot of them have been violated, but we don't want to deal with that problem. We want to deal with the men ain't right, the women ain't right. She don't know how to treat a man. No, 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 no. It's no. bigger that's issues than that. Yeah, that's basic. That sells books. That that gives people something to talk about. Let's go with the deeper issue. When I go do an event and it's a thousand women in the room and I turn around and about uh, at least six hundred of them know somebody or have been themselves molested. That's a lot. That, that's something to deal with. But we don't want to deal with that. So how, how, how do how, how do how do Rodney Perry as a father? Um, of of five girls, how do I protect my babies? The number one thing you can do to protect them is have an open relationship with them. Number one, where they can come and talk to you. Like my children, I didn't have an open relationship with my mom, but my kids have an open relationship with me. And I'll, I would come home, anybody touch on y'all? But I said, no, mom, not, ain't nobody touch on us. However, some, um, somebody did try to step in one of my kids inappropriately, and he had no issue with mama, look, this joker right here. You need to check that. Right. So the best thing you can do is have an open relationship with your children where they have a voice. Um, in my house, yes, um, I do. we do have family meetings to the point where I ask my kids, what can I do to be a better mom? And I said, I'm not going to, ain't nobody going to get in trouble. Just say what you need to say. And it shows me who I am, and it allows us to have that dialogue so that you can, um, make the kids can feel comfortable talking to you. The reason why I didn't say anything all those years because I didn't have an open relationship with my parents. Wow. So I kept all of that stuff to myself. So the best thing you can do is make your kids feel comfortable with coming to talk to you. Or if you don't and something happens, you, it'll be a full of now you're wondering why they're acting out. They're not saying nothing. Now you wonder why they're getting with the wrong person. Then they get married and don't know how to have a, a successful relationship because they don't know how to interact with men because the men that in their lives, that uh, took from them, they're still trying to get love from a man, even though the only love they know how to do, give, um, is being violated and being taken. taken wow. You know, they're from. So you wonder why a lot of women give up the sex so quick. It's because that's what they quite love to. That's all they know. That they love them, good from them. 
Well, April, I got the, the phone line is going crazy. People are, are loving you. My, the Twitter feed is going crazy. Shouts out to everybody that's tweeting right now. Molly Hunter, I see you love Ultra Radio. I see you. The A Money Takeover is is right now holding on the line. A Money, you want to chime in? You're on live with Rodney Perry live and Miss April Mason. Hello, 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 hello. Mr. Rodney hello. Perry and Miss April Mason. I love you both. I mean. I didn't expect to chime in, and you were talking about this subject, but I've went through this in a very hard way as a foster child and even as an adult, and I wholeheartedly agree with everything you're saying because I went through lots of scenarios. Wow. So so let me, and let me ask you this, A-Money, uh, and, and I know you're a dynamic person. you got your own show here on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. Uh, you too. What What did you do to overcome that? Well, it really wasn't what I did. I married a guy who was in prison. I'm still married to him till this day. And, um, you know, my emotions, I, I just used to act on everything with emotions. So I was crying every day, all day about any little thing, you know. And he just grabbed me one day and he said, if you don't like the way you are, then you have to change it. I can't do it for you. And... If you love yourself, then you will be able to love me. But right now, you can't love me if you can't love yourself, and that's what made me change. Wow. Wow. Awesome. Because awesome. that hurt me more than anything. Like, oh, my God, I was speechless. I went home. I was so mad at him, but I realized what he said was absolutely true. Um, it took years. When I tell you that... Two years ago, I can actually say I've overcome everything that I went through in the past, and it took two years ago. That's crazy. Wow. Hey, y'all, that's A-Money. You can catch your show. <laughs> when is your show on, A-Money? My show will be back up and running every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from 8 to 10, starting the 1st of September. That's a great time to start. That's Virgo time. That's A-Money, the A-Money <laughs> show. Check her out. And and how common is that, April, to, to have people have that type of epiphany? You know what? It, it, take, it takes something to for you to even get with it, to even know something's wrong. For me, it was um, I got a divorce, and I remember when I went online to see if my divorce was final. It was January 2007. So when I found out it was final, I called myself being grown, and I was on my way to the Barnes & Noble to go get a book on etiquette, because I was like, the next man I get, he's going to be this, he's going to be that, I don't want no joke that this and that and the third, he's going to have a job, he's going to make some money, I ain't going to do all this again. But I realized I had to be what I was asking for, so I went. I was going to get me, you know, a book to self-help and do something with me. Um, but in my midst of going to get that book, another book caught my eye that said, How to Write Your Own Autobiography, and I opened up the book, and it says, What's Your First Memory of a Child? And immediately it was me being molested at the age of five. Then it says, what's your second memory as a child? And it was um, like it was like yesterday, seeing my mother's husband at the time beating her up and me having my little belt trying to get him off of her. Now, if you look at that and look at the fact that I got into an abusive uh, relationship, I got into a bad marriage, I dealt with the abuse, I, you know, I dealt with the low, my self-esteem was so low you couldn't even walk on it. So I dealt with all of those things, but it was, it was like a, a perpetual cycle and that's when I started dealing with self, and that's how my book um, came about. And it, I wasn't, once again, when April Mason does things, she's not always doing them because 
oh, yeah, I can do this because it can make some money. No, I'm passionate about what I do and don't even realize um, what I'm doing. It wasn't until my publisher told me, April, have you realized you've written five books? I'm thinking my, my book about me was, the, you know, the book, you know, right. my first book. She's like, no, you've written a lot of business e-books and all that kind of stuff. So when I, when I, uh, I remember my pastor telling me after my divorce, they're like, you're bitter and you're angry and you need to cancel with that. Mm. And I said, well, you know what, I'm going to tell you what's wrong with me. And if you can fix me from there, there is a God. And mind you, I was in leadership then. I was, I was still, you know, trying so to So you, you can, you can be in leadership and still be damaged. Absolutely. I call it um, leading while bleeding. Leading while bleeding. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuned into Rodney Perry Live. April Mason, we, we've been trying to get you on here. We finally got you on here. Her website is aprilmason.com. Her Twitter, she's at April Mason. The Twitter feed is blowing up. Your Facebook is Miss April Mason, and the YouTube, of course, is April Mason TV. Miss AM, I gotta thank you. I can't thank you enough for coming on. We gotta come. We gotta bring you back on and really open up the phone lines and just let you kind of, you know, minister and help. You know, a lot of these these women out here, there's women and men that are going through this molestation because it's very uh, prevalent in our communities, and I think the ripple effects are affecting us for decades after the molestation. Yeah, because look at it. I mean, when I tell you, it wasn't until God started really showing me why I was still single and all of that good stuff, well, bad stuff, that I really started dealing with it, and that's how Single No More was brought about. Single No More is not just about trying to to, to get married tomorrow. No, Mm -hmm. Single No More is all about getting yourself and dealing with your issues so you won't end up in divorce because you didn't deal with it. I'm talking from my, you know, from my, myself. I married somebody that was good for me before I dealt with my issues. Once I start dealing with self and little bits and pieces, it's like, wait a minute. I married somebody for where I was, not for where I was going because I hadn't dealt with self. And you wonder why folks can't stay married two and, or they only stay married two and three years because Uh-oh. they're marrying for their right now and not looking at let me deal with me, get as much of me as I can together first. It ain't going to be everything because mm-hmm. I believe that once you start self-help, God will send you somebody that will restore the areas in your life that was broken. So if you ain't used to a good man, start working on yourself, and you're going to start. You're going to draw you a good man, and you might not be all the way there, but he's going to restore your faith in the area um, that was broken. So it's dealing with self. It's all about making the choice and stop trying to go get the man and deal with you first so the man can be drawn to you without you even having to go get him. Come on now. You may be broken, but you're never bound. It's the Broken But Not Bound movement, and her name is April Mason. April, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on, and we got to have you back. Oh, thank you so much. I wanted to give the other website to okay. Mr. Doing AprilMason.com where we re- revamping this week, but they can go to SingleNoMoreOnline.com and get those good stuff, and we got the videos. I have a video up there called um, – I've been molested, and it's, it's affecting my relationship. So go over there, Single No wow. More Online, and watch that video, and I hope it blesses you. I love it. It's SingleNoMoreOnline.com. Y'all go check that out. When we come back, we're going to talk to entrepreneur, businesswoman, and a woman with an incredible story herself. Y'all, Miss Stormy Wellington is next. This is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be so off the chain. I hope y'all ready for this.
What's up, everybody around the world? Thanks for tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Remember to follow Rodney on Twitter, at Rodney Perry. And for all of your Rodney Perry updates, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. Again, to stay up to date, text Rodney Perry, with no spaces, to 41411. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. Uh, hold on, I got to make my mama. You back on live. So what do you think of the first half of the show so far? It's just been a blessing to me personally. You know my story. Mm-hmm. And uh, she touched on so many crucial points, and even in rearing children, uh, to have family meetings, to set aside time to make room for everybody's voice in the family. Mm-hmm. And we used to do that. Y'all hated family meetings. But, but we, we, used we, used have, to have, we used to have prayer meetings, too, over at Memo House. Yes. But the thing that she's done for me is she's brought me some healing. She's brought me some healing because I heard so many things that uh, hurt people can't really say mm. in wow. her message. Well, well, you ain't heard nothing yet, Mama. Wait till you hear this next young lady. I had the pleasure of meeting her face to face at the. Uh, I did a I did a movie uh, here in Atlanta called Raising Izzy, which is a really powerful independent film from uh, Bobcat Films. And I got a chance to meet this lady, Mama. You hang on and get ready, because I'm about to bring on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, uh, you know her from her work on the Amateur Millionaires Club, you understand. She's a, a network marketer. She's a millionaire. She's an author. She she is a motivational speaker. She is a motivator. She is a mother. She is a bartender. She used to work at Nordstrom's. She used to get her sprint on, her telemarketing, and and now she's 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 just an awesome lady, man. And I I'm excited to talk to her, Miss Stormy Wellington. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mr. Perry. I'm I'm excited to be on the show today. Man, I, I'm 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 such a fan. I, I met you at the uh, the premiere. Of of raising Izzy, and we just kind of brushed, but I just kind of you know I'm 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 a comedian, so I'm a people watcher. So I'm watching you know just how you effortlessly moved your way through the crowd, and you know you took pictures with people, and you was just you know real cool to me as a you know as a fly on the wall, and and so I was like man you know who is this lady, and because I I didn't know. And so I, I was like, well, let me go online. I went online because we got some mutual friends. And I was like, okay. And then I, I got to your website. Your website is, uh, let me make sure I shout it out right, it's stormywellington.com. And when your website opens up, it's, your, it's the video. And the video is essentially telling your story. And at that point, I became a fan. Mm, wow. Can you, can you, can you bring – my audience up to speed. Give, give me the the cliff notes. I mean, I, you, you were you were uh, very young. You you, you dealt with a, a a parent that was in the drug life in that game, and essentially you had to raise yourself. And and in the process of raising yourself, you end up with some children, and you made it through all of that. And now you a millionaire. I mean, this is the American dream. This is what. This is what people, you know, I, the reason I'm doing this show is to give people something to believe in. So what did you believe in to get you through those tougher times? Wow. Um, I tell you, as I, I sit here, I'm, I'm actually in my car doing an interview from the car, and, 
and um, I'm, I'm someone that, that listens more than I actually speak, and I'm listening to you, and, and I always seem to, to know how to go back and reflect over, uh, you know, my past situations and where I once was. And, and as I listen to you, I could just actually picture myself uh, when I was a teenager coming home from school and, and my mother wasn't there, you know, coming home from school and, and having no water, coming home from school and, and only having my brother to look forward to because my mother was on the road pretty much doing her thing. And so, uh, you know, I, to, to be quite frank with you, my story is really no different from a lot of women's story out here. I just made a decision to change the direction and, and pretty much play the part I was dealt a little differently. And so as I, I grew up and I pretty much began raising myself, you know, we, we kind of, as as young women, we, we run into these boys that, that kind of give us that shoulder to lean on. And, and pretty much, you know, when I, when I was growing up, uh, one thing kind of led to another. And uh, I got into a relationship at about 13 years old. My mother was, was barely there, and, and um, I, I ended up getting pregnant, you know, at 14. And that really was the straw that kind of broke the camel's back. It, it led to me having to drop out of school in the ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even dabbled in, in, in different illegal activity, like I was an exotic dancer. At, I started dancing really at 15. Wow. And um, it, it wasn't like, like how is that? How is that possible? Come on, Rodney. You already know how it's possible. You know, if you want something to happen, you can find a way to make it happen. So I, I did my part and got some, some illegal uh, ID and some fake ID and made it happen. Okay. Now, I was so mature at a young age. I had my first child, so my body was very mature. You know, so okay. that's, if you want something bad enough, you'll find a way to get it done. You already know that. Right. I hate you. I hate you. So, so you wanted, you wanted to be in that world. You wanted to be in that life. You, you, you got in there. So how did you get out? Uh, let me go back. I didn't okay. want to. I didn't want to. My mother wasn't home. I, I remember coming home at a young child, as a young child with no water. My water was off. My mother was away doing her thing out, out of the country. And so I had this young child to take care of myself and my brother. And so I found myself in a situation where I had to do what I had to do. And I was surrounded by some people. You know how they, they say that you often become a product of your environment? And yeah. so I was surrounded by a, a lot of individuals that were doing it at a young age. And so I found it as a way... I kind of accidentally was in a situation, and the details is in my book, but I was in a situation where uh, somebody offered me some money to lift up my dress. And I was like, okay, is that easy? All right, let me lift up my dress and get this $600 and go home and pay this water bill. And it pretty much started yeah, and it kind of turned into a little career for me. But I decided that that God did not create me to do this. You know, it was was greatness always on the inside of me, even even as as if I was in these strip clubs. I always knew that there was greater uh, on the inside of me. You, you, you know, um, it, it's a trip. I, I had a, um, I had two um, porn uh, young ladies on maybe like two weeks ago, right? And a good friend of mine, he, he, he's a gospel comedian. He's like, well, I didn't listen to your show because you had them porno girls on there. I was like, man, everybody's story is valid. Everybody's journey is valid. You may not. You may not understand why that person did what they did at that juncture of their life, but you can't dismiss what they went through. And and you're one of those people that have, have went through so much. Now, talk to me about making your first million dollars. <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, again, going back, just thinking about how I always knew that greatness uh, was on the inside of me. I always knew, even when I was a teenager going through my struggles, that I was going to be wealthy. I always knew that. And so uh, to kind of make a long story short, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia, uh, with $135 with a change to my name, two kids, and a dream. And so when I came here, uh, did, a, did you know, did with the dabble in the real estate industry and, and did pretty well with that. 
But when it crashed in 2008, uh, I was looking for something. You know, I went out and got a job, but but a job was never something that I wanted to become my destiny. Mm-hmm. And so I always pray and look for something. You know, a lot of people, they keep their eyes and, and ears closed to opportunity, but, but not me. And so uh, a perfect stranger actually introduced me to the industry of network marketing. And so I, I really had no plans on getting involved because I never really believed in it at all. But I always knew that I would never become a millionaire from a job. Right, so right. A job, a job, a job by nature isn't designed for you to be a millionaire. Now, l- let me do this, Stormy, before we even move on. The name of the book is The Quiet Storm. Uh, it came out in June, and it's your memoirs. It's your story, top to bottom. And how how can people get that? Um, they can go to StormyWellington.com. They can go to Amazon.com. They can go to Kindle.com and make a purchase, and it'll be in Barnes & Noble's real soon. Love it. You you so gangster to me. I mean, I've I've been reading up on you. I've been I, I I see all of all the businesses now. What exactly is network marketing? Wow, you know, network marketing is, is pretty much an opportunity to leverage your network. It gives an ordinary uh, ordinary average individual an opportunity to either supplement their income or replace their income by pretty much changing their buying habits from one company to the next with products that we already use. Anyway, okay. um, many people don't quite understand it. They really don't understand the model, but it's simple. As opposed to going to Starbucks to buy coffee, you buy your coffee from Organo Gold. And so it's just simple. It's just change your buying habit from one company to the next, and you're being able to take some of that money, and the company will pay you a percentage of that. You know, we all know that the, the number one form of advertising is word of mouth. And so network marketing companies, they cut out the middleman, which is, you know, the, the marketing companies, as opposed to spending big dollars on advertising, they pay us, the distributors, to market the product, and, and that's how we're able to build residual income. I, I love it. Now, now, Stormy, I, you know, I've, I've had people pitch me different stuff throughout my life, and to me it's always been like I know personally Rodney Perry is not a salesperson. I, that's not my strength. So what would you say to the guy or the girl that's like Rodney Perry that but they they do want to to earn some of that residual income you're talking about but they're not a they're not great at that. What would you say to that person? Um well, well honestly that's a great question. I'm not a salesperson either. I'm actually a businesswoman that just happens to use network marketing as a vehicle. If you're a business person and you really understand the business model of network marketing without coming in the door with your negative preconceived notions, you will understand that it's not about selling. You know, it almost goes back to this show. Uh, I actually did some marketing for you. I have people all around the country, all around the world, listening to this show because I'm going to be on the show and because I told them it's a great show. And so just like going to the the barbecue pit, you go to the barbecue pit and the barbecue tastes real good, right? You're going to be really excited about telling somebody else about it. You know, you go to the barbershop, you get a great haircut. You know, a lot of these barbers can't really cut. But you finally find the right person to cut your hair the way you want to cut. Yeah, you're going to go to the top of the mountain and say that. You go see a good movie. You go tell somebody about it. So all you're doing is sharing good products and services with somebody, and the company will pay you for doing that. And so I believe it's the best business model I've ever seen because you can get started with a low investment but get a very high return. And so the person that's listening to me that, that says, you know what, I need multiple streams of income. I'm sick and tired of living paycheck to paycheck. And I know some people that can use X, Y, Z. You know, you definitely want to look into it because it's not about selling. It's not about selling. And that's one of the things that really hurts people because they're pretty much using uh, what they've heard as opposed to getting the pure facts. And so I believe that you should always seek knowledge 
as opposed to ignorance. Come out the dark and get right into the light. So. Go ahead, Stormy Wellington. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. We are talking to Miss Stormy Wellington, one of the breakout stars of the Amateur Millionaires Club. Talk to me about that show. How did that come about? You know what? Uh, my first network marketing company, you know, a lot of us came into the industry as amateurs from some very humble beginnings, and we wanted to be able to share with the world, you know, how, again, network marketing is a vehicle to allow you to live your dreams. You know, I heard you say earlier that the show is, is, is designed to, to be able to impart into people. And so we wanted to really impart into people another way. You know, so many people want hope. They want to be, you know, given some type of inspiration, some kind of motivation, and they want something to give them back some hope. And so we came together, we put our money together, and we said, hey, why not create a show that's going to help people to see network marketing in a different light, to let them see that if I can do it, you can do it. Because really, truly, anybody can do it. And so we put our money together and, and had a little fun with it. We really did not create the project for it to go where it went. We really had no clue it was going to get picked up by a major network. But, but again, it, it, it did. And it, it's kind of like, you know, stumbling into something. You accidentally may have become a comedian or you may have stumbled into any type of opportunity. And right. so we kind of stumbled into into uh, a major network with the Amateur Manus Club. So wait a minute. You guys actually created this show? Yeah, yeah, we created the show. We we put the money up and everything, and it actually uh, accidentally, like I said, got picked up. That is so gangster to me because, I mean, I think that's the new business model is putting your money where your mouth is. Like, I think the days are gone where you, you come up with a great idea and you pitch it to a, a, a millionaire and he give you money to do it. That, that People don't do that in this day and age. So the fact that you put you guys invested your own money on yourselves and got a, such a great return is awesome. Can we look for another season? Um, you know what? I I don't know for me because a lot of uh, all of us really were broke up. I'm no longer part of the club. I'm no longer with that company. I'm no longer working with those individuals. Okay. So me uh me in particular, I cannot be a part of something that 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 looks like it's something that is not. So okay. I Myself, I would not be a part of that anymore, but I am doing my own um, talk show. And so you can look for me in, in other things, and I believe that my, my book may be even come, become a movie. So I'm excited about the future and what that holds. So, so uh, Stormy, what, 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 what do, what do, how do a guy even talk to a millionaire, Stormy Wellen? What, what do he say? What do, the, what, 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 what do you require? You know what I require for someone to be themselves. You know that that's I'm I'm not married. I am dating. I'm not married. However, I, I get that question all the time. You know how how do you talk to someone that's successful? You know there's so many successful women out there, and really and truly, we just want somebody that's that's, that's genuine, that 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 you know keeps it 100 percent, that has something going for themselves. You don't even have for me. I mean I can't speak for everybody. You don't have to be rich, but you just have to have your stuff together, and you have to have dreams and goals that you're still pursuing. And if I know that you keep God first, you you have really, really good communication, and you know how to be a gentleman, and, and, and I'm someone that I like adoration. I like somebody to adore me. And if, if, if that can happen and you can still keep the main thing, the main thing, which is which I believe is, is me, you know, God, man, woman, child, then if there's so many things that can happen. And, and that's, you know, uh, 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 Ryan, that's a whole, that's a whole other show. Uh, right. <laughs> how, to get, how, how to get the attention. You know, so many of these guys these days, Rodney, they don't keep it real. They pretend that they got what I got, or they pretend to have more than what they have. And the sad reality is that after a while, it's only so long you can fake it. And so you kind of lose people because they trick you. You know, a lot of us women have been tricked. And so we we got to get to the place where we're tired of the tricks and the games, you know? 
Right. I mean, you know, I, I asked I ask April this, and I, I'm going to pose the same question to you because my sister is a professional. You know, she, she, she earns, a, you know, a decent income, and she is in a great relationship now. But I always worry, you know, especially as a father with five girls, is is as a professional, as somebody that's very dynamic, do you kind of forfeit your having a family, having a great husband when – your business is so big. Um, I think that sometimes you can get off track and you can lose focus and lose balance. But I think when you get to the place where, where money is, you realize that money is not everything because you got to remember, I'm just speaking from my point of view. I, I, I came from $13 an hour when my water was disconnected. I was in foreclosure. My car just got repossessed. And then a year later, I was a millionaire. And so at first I thought I was all that. You couldn't tell me nothing, you know, really and truly. You know, a, a dude couldn't even tell me nothing because I'm like, look, if I'm a female out here doing it as a single parent, you could do something too at first. But when the money becomes no longer an issue and you no longer really care about the money as much, you began to look for substance. And so I think a lot of, you know, successful women in the beginning, it may be a struggle, but once the money, like I have the cars, I have the jewelry, my family, my happiness, and, and being in God's will means more to me now than anything, but I, I wasn't always that way. Okay. Okay. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to the dynamic Miss Stormy Wellington. You can check her website out. It is stormywellington.com. She is at Coach Stormy on Twitter. That's C-O-A-C-H-S-T-O-R-M-Y. And the Facebook is facebook.com, Stormy Millionaire Coach Wellington. How does how do you coach people into into prosperity? Um, I'm a believer, uh, Ronnie. I'm, I don't I don't give theoretical advice. I give advice based on what I've done, and so I coach people through the industry of network marketing with the vehicle that I have is Organo Gold. And so I have people come at me all the time asking me to coach them with their beauty salon, coach them with their accounting service, coach them with all kind of stuff. But unfortunately, I've never done that. My wealth, my freedom, um, you know, comes from network marketing and the vehicle that I'm using is organic gold. So anyone that's open to the opportunity and open to, you know, uh, new new ideas and new ventures and to be coached to the next level, I coach them with, with what I do right now. So that's uh, with organic gold. I, 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 I love it. So organic gold, that's the company, that's the business right now. What, what do you love about this product? I love the health component. I love that we, we were disguised as a coffee company. You know, many people think that we're just traditional coffee, tea, and hot chocolate, but we're actually a health and wellness company. So I, I really do love the value of the product, how it's, it's helped me with my, my weight, it helped me with, you know, many health issues. And many other people that may be struggling with, with health issues don't realize that the herb that we have in all of our products is actually extremely powerful. So I love the taste of the product, how the product makes me feel. And I also love some of the other products as well. So I'm really someone that's a big, a big advocate for health. I don't eat meat. I don't eat anything that walks on concrete. And so I'm serious about about health and, and wellness. And so I love a component behind, uh, you know, how we put the health into the habit. Well, I tell you what. I, speaking of don't eat meat, I mean, I've, I'm really been fighting this in my own mental psyche because you know I, I've been going back and forth with a vegetarian type diet. And you know, but we grow up on meat. You know, I you know I can't live without bacon and chicken. And and this past weekend, you know, they just put a Harold chicken out here in Atlanta, right? 
So I went over there, and when I tell you this stuff came out with a vengeance story, Stormy, I, I don't want, I'm, I'm at the point right now, I don't even want no more meat if it's going to be like that on the come out. You understand me? So I'm they looking, did, I might give me some organo. They did what? It it just wasn't good. It was terrible. I mean, this it was good when I ate it, but oh god, I just it just upset my stomach so much. I'm like, I can't I can't keep doing this. I mean, you you don't want me to get started with you. Why I don't eat uh, chicken? I used to love chicken. I used to love pork. I don't eat pork, chicken, steak. Only thing I eat is, is seafood. I eat seafood, but I'm away from the red meat and anything that walks on concrete. I'm not eating it. You don't miss it. No, you know what? It's, it's a mental thing. It, it's mind over matter. Anything you put in your mind, you know, it, it's just mind over matter. You know what? You're right, and 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 our minds are definitely bigger than that. So I can't, I cannot thank you enough. Um, first of all, just you, you call me personally, and I got to shout out your your uh, your assistant who is flat out awesome. You understand me? <laughs> She is awesome. She got us all the information. And, you know, more than anything, I think, you know, as we, you know, build our respective brands, it's really about building great teams. So shouts out to the Stormy Wellington team on every level. And, and shouts out to your business that you're doing now. And I, I just know this ain't the – this is this – is, this is, I think you're going you're gonna to do something even bigger than you even know then you done already done. You, this this little million dollars ain't going to – you're going to look back on this one day and be like, I can't believe I was tripping off that million. You know what? I'm so glad you said that because I'm I'm in a place right now, I'm telling you, it's bigger than me. I, I get fulfillment from helping other people to really live out, you know, their God-given purpose and really just to walk into their destiny because so many people, they don't believe that they're bigger than their current circumstances. So hmm. uh, one of the ways I'm giving back, Rodney, I hope to have you on my show. I'm starting my very own online talk show. Uh, on 10, 11, 12, you know, so I would love to have you. Uh, October 11, 2012 will be the first show. It's going to be called Conversations with Stormy, and the first show is about why there's so many single successful women, so I'm pumped up about that and giving right. back and just really speaking from my heart because that's really what it's about, about motivating and inspiring other people to make a difference. So thank you for that. Uh, I, I believe that's great seed that's going to definitely come back as a harvest. Hey, you know what? I'm down like four flat tires, Stormy. You can't keep me. I might. You might look up and be like, "He here again." That's how much I'm down. Can I <laughs> you understand me? Can I, I am down. Can I say something back to you? Yes. I'm, I'm. I'm very proud of you as as a man. Uh, not not a black man, but as a man for making a way and paving the way for yourself. It's just amazing how I watched you on the Monique show. I, I watched you grow as as an individual. I have a lot of admiration for people that just bust in the doors and say, I don't care what you say, I'm going to do this. And that's why I look at somebody like you. You just bust in the doors, and you said you're going to do this. And even though the show may not still be flourishing, look how you, you, you could have easily let that be it. But you're still opening many other doors and finding a way for yourself. And I'm just so proud of you because so many other people, they would have just said, okay, it's over, that's it. But you're still thriving and thriving. And, and I think you did a good job uh, on the movie, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing you on so many more movies to come. Oh, it, it's all—it's all in the works. It's stuff that we don't know about that's coming. It's stuff that we know about that's coming, and all we got to do is—is is do the preparation work. So uh, again, Stormy, I, I want to thank you for coming on. I got my phone lines have never lit up like this before. I think this is going to be our highest-rated show to date. I, I can't thank you enough, you, April Mason. Any 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 words you would like to leave my audience with? 
Yeah, I believe that I call myself a mad black woman. It could be mad black man or mad black woman. That means making a difference to come out of the dark and into the light. You know, everything that we go through in life is a process. Every single thing, good, bad, or indifferent. We have to learn how to embrace every challenge, learn from them, and allow our pain to push us to the next level. I want to encourage everybody today, don't stop where you are. No matter how big you are, no matter how small you are, no matter how the situation looks, don't stop. It's so much more in store for you if you just keep on moving, keep looking, and keep pushing you never know what you're going to get out of the work that you put in. So uh, don't forget Coach Stormy on Twitter. Looking forward to, to embracing the world with conversation with Stormy, uh, 10, 11, 12. I definitely want to give a shout-out to my girl, Camille Moore, the best assistant there is. And, again, to you, uh, Mr. Rodney Perry, the world is yours. Hey, love, thank you so much. Hey, y'all, that's our show for today. Thank you to Miss Stormy Wellington. Thank you to Miss April Mason. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you all this. I think Stormy said it best. Play the cards that you've been dealt but play them a little differently. My name is Rodney Perry. Have a great rest of the day. We out.